This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast where, like Cody Rhodes, we ask all the hard-hitting questions, such as, what does it really take to be a cowboy? We get together each week to talk about Raw and SmackDown, share terrible pay-per-view predictions, and enjoy the best thing about wrestling, watching it with your friends. I'm here with Jillian. We had to take a week off uh, last time for some unexpected circumstances, but we are back and better than ever. So do you remember there was this song in the 80s and it was called like, I want to be a cowboy. I think I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Can, can you sing it? It was by a band called Boys Don't Cry. I had to look up who sang it because I couldn't remember. But I just remember <laughs> the chorus. I want to be a cowboy. That's you can fantastic. be my cowgirl. So I'm wondering if, you know, Brock Lesnar wanders around the farm singing that song slowly I, collecting pieces to add to his cowboy wardrobe i really hope so and like not to get too ahead on this but i hope he rides into backlash on a literal horse oh man he's working his way up to it mm -hmm. like prove the point brock don't let anybody talk to you this way or ride in on a cow that too that too like one of those big like crazy cows that have like huge <laughs> i was gonna say antlers <laughs> That's a antlers. moose. <laughs> oh, that would be great. But I'm excited. This is be a good show. <laughs> Wrestling. I am also excited. So in that spirit, do you want to jump right into SmackDown? Let's dive in. All right. So SmackDown starts off in a way that I feel comfortable saying we both enjoy. We have got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Mm -hmm. And they are, you know, they have some concerns about the draft. Yeah. KO thinks that the Usos are going to want a rematch. And I was like, yeah, that that seems legit. That's very prescient of you. And lo and behold, <laughs> the Usos appear with Solo. What a shocking revelation. The Usos want a rematch. I couldn't have predicted it. I'm just a quick aside. Like, I haven't watched a draft in a really long time. And I just mm -hmm. remember when we used to watch the draft because... I'd really stress out because I used to watch wrestling at your apartment once a week, right? I couldn't, yes. I didn't do both nights. And like, I would stress out like, oh my God, if my favorites get split up on two different shows, which am I going to choose? It was a really high stress time. So I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety for the draft. It's weird because I used to feel the same way. And I was like, that's dumb. You don't have to feel that way because you are an adult who can watch both <laughs> shows. But I think part of it is that I don't want to lose my favorite interactions. Yeah. I don't want people to get broken up. Mm -hmm. Like I want to see my favorites interact with my favorites. I want to see my tag teams and my yep. stables like all stay together. So yeah. Very intense time. We'll have to talk about that more, I guess, as it, as it nears, I guess it's, is it this coming Friday? Yeah, or it's starting Friday. Friday. Okay. It's starting Friday, I believe. Ooh, okay. Well, that'll make for an interesting episode next week. Lots of screaming, lots of crying, lots of denial. I really enjoyed when they called KO Mr. Yellow Shoes. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> I liked his yellow shoes. They were fun. But I noticed, like, so Jay is still really, like upset and jealous yeah and like 
it was just I just wrote down I was like this is so messy like watching this is so messy because Jay is so like both Jay and Sammy it's both like they're saying like well tell Jay I'm not talking to him like they're standing yes. right there and it was like eventually the WWE universe is going to say I'm not an owl and that'll be the <laughs> end of it I think that that's very similar to what I noted where it's like you know KO comes out and he just wants to fight right like he doesn't really care who shows up it could be the usos it could be like rick boogs and elias it could be anybody and he's gonna throw down and be very happy mm -hmm. and i feel like jimmy just wants to get their titles back jimmy's just focused on the prize and jay and sammy are like i'm gonna wish you'd never met me bitch <laughs> no seriously it's intense and i i think they're doing a great job continuing that through line of like how hard it was for Sammy to get Jay to trust him, how hard it was for Jay to do that, and how painful it has been now that things are the way they are. It's good so epic. I love it's it. It's good stuff. It's so messy. <laughs> Some of my favorites were uh, Sammy accusing them of having to report back to their daddy, Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, burn. I think I said that out loud. I think I went, ooh. <laughs> Then uh, Jay gets extra mean and is like, "He's gonna. It's not gonna be KO that turns on you, Sammy. You're gonna yeah. turn on KO because that's yeah. who you are." And then, yeah. not to be left in the dust, Sammy says that he wishes he was as good at anything as Jay is at lying to himself. I mean, I, I wish I could write scenes like this in like a book I'm writing. It's like, can I write this kind of like? bitchy yes. <laughs> bitchy fighting it's amazing like as a long time enemies to lovers girl oh, <laughs> wow it's so great <laughs> thank so, you fan fiction you know things start to go poorly as they do and per Matt huge. Riddle comes on out and he is not gonna watch a three on two beatdown so he gets inserted right in the middle of this Hot dog legs. That's your one. He is with us. He is with us forever. That's your one. I don't know. I think I get many. <laughs> I, why? Why on earth would you've already had many? They're always with us. You are like my cat in the morning who's like, Mother, <laughs> I have never had treat. Please provide treat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you've already had treats just like him. I have a question for you. Oh my gosh, ask me. Okay, so just in isolation of this show, right? So we don't think about like Monday's show. Okay. When they bring out Matt Riddle to be like this opponent for Solo, do you do you see Matt Riddle being like a formative opponent for Solo? Or do you feel like it's just kind of like a weird mashup? Do you feel like it's just kind of like squashy? Well, I think it made sense to me because we know that Solo, you know, took matt riddle out when he was gone for so long the reason that matt riddle is gone you know storyline wise is that solo yeah. took him out okay um and i feel like since coming back you know matt riddle has been he's still got his goofiness right he's still got his goofy music and his colorful animals and all that stuff but he's a little more serious this time it seems like he's got a little gravitas now yeah and when i think about the uh fight pit fight Oh, man, I forgot about Fight Pit. I forget things so quickly in wrestling. Like, if we have that Matt Riddle, then yeah, I, I totally That's see true. him incredibly taking on the street champ. 
I'm really glad they reminded us of the solo thing because I completely didn't remember. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why he's gone. <laughs> so well, that's the nice thing. Like wrestling will give you cliff notes. Like I complain about all the recaps, but I need them all the time. Yeah, it's true. I I definitely space out on stuff. So okay. So, you know, unsurprisingly, this is going to come back throughout the night because if there's one thing that the creative team cannot let go of right now, it is this story. And I am very grateful for it. I keep, I meant to ask you this before. Do you have this feeling when you're watching it now that like, because we know Vince is back, do you ever just get this feeling that like, besides this storyline, but some of the other stuff that's happening, it just all feels like, it has Vince stink on it. And I, f I feel like it's tainted, which is really weird because I don't know if I would feel that way if he weren't around. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is it like a, I just having some kind of confirmation bias on how I feel I about think... matches. Like I'm just nervous all the time. It's definitely easy for me when I don't like something to be like, this is Vince's fault. <laughs> you know, like screw that guy and his mustache. But I think like this week and last week too i felt more like we were back pre-sale announcement when i didn't have to worry about that okay. stuff and then okay. this week especially like i you know not to brag but i feel like dad has been reading my letters finally this week felt a little better to me yeah yeah so i don't know i think that's going to be a case-by-case -case basis you know okay so a little later in the night, um, we are going to see a Xavier Woods versus LA Knight match. Yeah, and I make, I love Los Angeles Knight. I make I no. also love Los Angeles Knight. Um, I feel like though, for me, one of the highlights of this match was some of Wade Barrett's commentary. Um, yeah. Like when he said that he doesn't know much about video games, but if you touch another man's joystick, there will be consequences. Thank you, Grandpa. Thank you for sharing that. Also, he talked about them swashbuckling, and I was like, wait, it's wrestling. There's like no piracy, no swordsmanship happening here. I'm not sure how to draw a parallel here. He literally said we are guaranteed a swashbuckling adventure every time L.A. Knight is in the ring. And then he started talking about bravado and daring do. And I was like, you cannot force him into your Errol Flynn fantasies, my guy. Like, I just don't know. He was watching the Pirates of Penzance like the night before. It's mm -hmm. just like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> He's writing a musical in his head and Los Angeles Knight is the star. Okay, but like. Would you go to a Los Angeles night yes. musical? Because I mean, I yes. hate musicals and I would go. I would totally go to a Los Angeles night musical. Oh my gosh, it'd be amazing. I enjoy um, him you, so much. Do you think that this match like was as good as a Los Angeles night musical or would the musical be better? I thought it was a good match, but I mean, it, I wasn't excited about this match. Like I like Xavier Woods. I feel sad that like New Day just keeps like getting knocked out because like injury after injury yeah we did learn that kofi has an ankle injury so get better yeah. soon kofi come back to us we love you kofi i think i, I do like to see xavier woods on his own though on, at the on the at the same time so i think it's kind of fun to see 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, the match was good. It wasn't like I didn't find anything wrong with it. Nothing like blew my mind, though. It was good. I enjoyed it. I don't think I'm necessarily sad that Xavier is going to move on as we learn later. You know, he has this confrontation with Gunther and (laughs) Gunther doesn't like goofs. So he's going (laughs) to challenge him. I'm like, this is an interesting thought process. You're like, you're a goof. I can't stand that. Do you want a shot at my title or what? I don't like goofs. (laughs) It was amazing. Like, I was just like, this is so funny. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. It's like the odd couple. It's great. Do you know what it made me think? And this is very, very random. But like now I can't stop picturing Gunther and Wade Barrett as Waldorf and Stadler from The Muppet Show. Ooh. Because they're just like grumpy old men. I mean, neither of them are old, but like they've got this sort of like old man grumpiness. They do. And I'm hoping that like next year, instead of like The Miz hosting WrestleMania, we have them Waldorf and Stadler style. That would be great. There's yeah, just I'd like a weird um, balcony <laughs> sit in the entire time. So weird I would love that. <laughs> Maybe they could mock up one of those stupid like illustrations they do at the beginning of every match and just like superimpose their images on it. I love that. I really love that. With a cloud burp coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else about Los Angeles Night or Xavier that you would like to share with the audience? No, although my spouse has been playing the two K twenty three wrestling game, yeah, um, and I watch it, and uh, I asked, I asked like, because you can do taunts as wrestlers, and so I asked like, what is L A Knight's taunt? Because he was wrestling as L A Knight, and like he does the like you know when he points and like L A Knight, he does that. That's one of his taunts, and I was so pleased. Just like this it- is great. Every time he does that, all I can think of is Britt Baker on AEW because, you know, she's a dentist. Right. And she does this thing when she comes out where she's like, D-M-D. And I just want to see her and L.A. Knight face off. So he's like, <laughs> L.A. Knight. And she's like, yeah, bitch, D-M-D. That would be great. Mm-hmm. A knight versus a doctor. Pretty, pretty amazing. A knight of Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> Medieval times versus modern times. <laughs> Uh, That's all I had, though. Well, then this is a great time for us to talk about our unsurprising return to Sammy and Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens. Um, We're all backstage and Sammy is like, he's telling Matt Riddle, you know, be careful. He feels bad about everything that happened. He feels like it's his fault. Kevin Owens got hurt. And at this point, I'm like, Sammy, the words you're looking for are I'm sorry exactly he still hasn't said it is it because he doesn't want to sound like a canadian i'm sorry maybe he's afraid he's like look i'm i'm i apologize (laughs) it was my fault (laughs) i am at fault i mean we could give you cinnamons synonyms (laughs) we can also give you cinnamons we can give you whatever you want sammy because you're a friend of the show whether you want to be or not What I really liked about this is how Sammy and KO were Matt's parents. Yes, and I I feel like this keeps (laughs) happening where they keep turning into his parents in a Little League game. It's so cute. Oh, I really love love it. it. It's like Sammy's like, be careful, Maddie. And KO's like, shut, kick his ass. (laughs) Get out there. Get some dirt in it. Yeah, (laughs) rub some dirt on it. 
I also, I really like that Matt Riddle is like, you know, that's really good advice. But then he shared what I thought was some really, really good advice when he tells them he can only keep his side of the street clean. It's true. It's deep. It. I mean, I'm really enjoying their dynamic. Yeah, I like it I a like lot. It. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it because I don't want anything to come between Sammy no. and KO, my OTP. But, you know, Matt's fitting in. It's fine. It's like he's he's the wacky new friend, and I love that role for him. And I think he fits right into the friends group. He does absolutely. I'm I like it now. Mm hmm. So pivoting to another favorite on these shows, uh, Kayla Braxton, teeny tiny Kayla Braxton, is backstage with Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, and Dominic Mysterio. And Damian is uh well, let me say this the other way around everyone else is dressed to hang out right they're just chilling yeah. damien priest is dressed like a freaking cenobite i said that too i was like he's in his cenobite gear it's amazing like, every time we see him he is wearing the worst long wrinkly vinyl coat that he has to pick up like petticoats to get in the ring and i'm like what are you getting out of this <laughs> it's the curse of the weird fucking wrestling jacket like, I, I feel like we are days away from him, like, saying, Bad Bunny, I'll tear your soul apart. You know, like, we're getting there. <laughs> we're I'm here for it. There. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, I'm complaining a lot, but obviously, like, I'm not going to let that deter me. It's so funny, though. We also start this theme with Damien that continues throughout the week, where he keeps saying that Bad Bunny is his, is his friend. And it's like, yeah. dude... You guys aren't friends. You were tag team partners at a pay-per-view eons ago. Yeah, what's well, because they're Puerto Rican. They're like, oh, you guys must know each other. Like, that's it's that, like, narrative. It's like, I, maybe they are friends in real life. I don't know, but they haven't, like, played that up. It's just been, like, inserted. Like, oh, you guys are friends. Remember your yeah, friends I, now. Talk about that. I feel like they planted that one seed 10 pay-per-views ago, and they're like, dude, that's sufficient. <laughs> that gets yep. the job done it's like how all of the heels have like sort of an unfriendly friendship and all of the faces are friends yeah and like everyone from the uk knows each other like they went to the same high school it's like this is not good character development yeah it's super weird <laughs> it's like it's kind of gross just be like oh you guys obviously are friends it's like you i'm not friends with every american i run into <laughs> That is not the brotherhood we share, no. He also keeps talking about how he respects Santos Escobar. And I'm like, we have to talk about some of these basic concepts like respect and friendship. <laughs> Do you know what respect means? Like seeing someone at work and like not punching them is not respect. <laughs> Having a coworker from 10 years ago is not a friendship. What is going on in your life, sir? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just had it really rough and like this is, you know, his baseline is like basement. Yeah. He just, he reminds me of those people who are like, oh, you know, like my friend Kristen. And then you find out that Kristen is someone that they sat across from in like physics 12 years ago in undergraduate and have literally not talked to once, but follow on Facebook. I'm like, that's not a friend. I don't even know if it's an acquaintance at that point. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But all of this questionable friendship leads into what I thought was a pretty delightful match between Damian Priest and Santos Escobar. Yes. 
I enjoyed watching this. I'm happy to see mm -hmm. that Santos is getting more play. Yes, I want that for him very badly. Um, I have to say that Cole Cole's investment in like Dominic's beatings is like verging. Like before, I thought it was like, haha, but like now it's verging on like really, really creepy. Almost it's too like much. it's like titillating for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> screaming like ray beating the hell out of his son like so happy about it it's definitely gone from that kid deserves an ass whooping to that kid deserves an ass whooping yeah or like, dude, you know like i no. hope he slits his throat and drinks his blood like i feel like we're at some kind of strange level it's of much. involvement that cole has that he needs to like turn on the backup alarm and get the fuck out Michael Cole is like all of us, just a victim of these parasocial relationships that are born <laughs> out of feeling like you know these people, but you don't know these people. No. You know, as Wade Barrett always sagely pointed out, Michael Cole <laughs> did not go home to the Mysterio household and really see how things were. Cole insists that he did. <laughs> you imagine, like, at some point, Dominic is like, Dad, why was Michael Cole always at our house? <laughs> It's just, it was a lot, you know? It's like, like a hidden even... memory that comes back. Weren't you at our house once lurking. for Thanksgiving? <laughs> That's why Dominic hates Thanksgiving. That, I mean, that might make me hate Thanksgiving a little too if Michael Cole was just randomly appearing at my celebrations. I gotta be honest. I have a quick side question for you. Yes, ask me. Did it. you hear thunder just now? I, I didn't. Okay. It's thundering outside, so I just didn't know if it was going to show up. So that's okay. Just checking. No, our our listeners are not going to get the ASMR effect of your thunderstorm. Thunder! Okay. <laughs> this episode is thunderstruck. <laughs> they do get my uh, ACDC impersonation, though. Lucky. The entire band. <laughs> <laughs> do the drums. <laughs> That's my hardest part. I can't do it. <laughs> So yeah, there was like, I mean, there was some great stuff in this match. Uh, Santos mm -hmm. does the suicide dive out of the ring that was just like so sudden and alarming. Um, you know, Rhea and Dominic get involved. And then LWO was like, absolutely not. We're not going to let this stand. But, you know, in the end, it's all just a vehicle for Rey Mysterio to come flying in from somewhere <laughs> and fight his son. You know, as an adult something like a suicide dive i'm just like that doesn't sound like a good idea but i think you know i remember as a child playing on these like monkey bar type things on the playground and we had a move called a death drop and it was just yeah. like no big deal but it's like it's a big deal a suicide dive they make me very nervous now See, we were very different children because I was always afraid. You know how kids would like swing as high as they could and then jump off the swing? Oh, yeah. That was the best. I was so afraid to do that. I've never done that <laughs> in my whole life and I never will. Someday we'll go swing. It's weird, too, because I'm a very dareable adult. Yeah. Like, it's very easy to get me to do something stupid. But when I was a kid and safety was on the line, holy shit, no. I was like everybody's grandma. <laughs> we should go inside and play with quiet toys <laughs> <laughs> so no suicide dives for me ever that's just i'm i'm just always so scared that like somehow someone's not paying attention or there was one one match i can't remember what match it was and someone did one and their feet like clipped the rope 
so they fell kind of funny. I don't know if it was this week or last week, but like, ugh, that you're, one scared you're, me. You're not thinking back to Top Dollar, are you? No, 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 no. It was not Top Dollar. And what stable is Top Dollar part of? Hit Row. There we go. Thank you. So it was a little out of tune, but there you go. No, it was beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you. Was there anything else about this uh, situation you wanted to? I well, I mean, we'll see more of it in Raw, but I am curious. They seem to be setting up this sort of three-way rotation, yes, among groups. So I'm interested to see how that unfolds, and I know we'll talk about it a little bit, little bit later on as well. You bet your sweet ass we will. <laughs> so up next, we have our new SmackDown Women's Tag Team Champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. And uh, they're just kind of here to celebrate, you know, they're kind of here to do their thing. They get some fireworks, mm -hmm. which seemed to scare them both, which I thought was really cute. Oh, I didn't see that part. I missed it. Like, oh, fireworks. Um, <laughs> also, this begins a parade of truly offensive jumpsuits. There was a lot happening here. And yeah. I got really confused at first when Liv and Raquel came out because I was like, wait, they don't look like they're ready to wrestle. But um, I had a question. This isn't jumpsuit related. Is it okay if I... No, we're, this is called Jumpsuits is for Girls. <laughs> a weekly jumpsuit podcast. Yes, of course it's okay. Sonia and Chelsea both had jumpsuits, right? Yes, and they were both pretty terrible, although Chelsea's was worse. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were Halloween-coordinated jumpsuits, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, that... Chelsea came as a peach. Jumpsuits are in. So, my question is this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's more of a statement. I don't want to sound uncharitable, but do you think that Liv she and said Raquel? Uncharitably. <laughs> do you think Liv and Raquel would be champs if it weren't for Raquel? Well, I don't think they would be. No, no, I don't. I, I feel like Raquel really does the literal heavy lifting, but also the metaphorical heavy lifting. I, so I don't think about it the same way you do. I don't think they would be champs if Shayna Baszler hadn't gotten injured at WrestleMania. Oh. Oh. Do you think all this would be Ronda and Shayna? I mean, I think we would either Ugh. be rapidly transitioning into it, and I think the minute they come back, that's where we're headed. Oh. That's kind of shitty because I like them as champs. Yeah, I I mean, when Raquel was, like, thanking Liv for sacrificing her body and being her own personal <laughs> weapon, I was like, I love you, too. You're so cute. They're super cute. Yeah. But that's that's my fear, that this is all, uh, you know, passing time until... Oh, okay. I know. I did like, though, I thought it was an excellent point when Sonia and Chelsea were like, hey, we want to understand how Freebird rules work. Yes! <laughs> Because how is this working? Like, and they're absolutely right. I love that Sonia was like, I am not a lawyer, but I do spend a lot of time on Reddit. And I have to tell you that <laughs> Freebird's rules are bullshit. Like, I, I love when heels are, like make really great arguments about things, yes. but it like doesn't matter because wrestling is nuts. <laughs> and like, look, our favorite faces can do whatever they want because we love them. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like, 
It's like in the Avengers when Thanos is making all these really good points about overpopulation and the diminishing of the world's resources and how people are terrible to each other. And the Avengers are like, shut your whore mouth, Thanos. You don't know shit. It's like, no, actually, he's making some compelling points. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, no, these compelling points lead to genocide. (laughs) Okay, that's not where I meant to go. You don't you don't always have to ruin my metaphors. I'm sorry. I I want one metaphor (laughs) each week that you do not poop on. Do I really poop on all your metaphors? No, I'm just salty. Oh, okay. But I still want one each week that doesn't get pooped I'll on. work on it. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're very good with metaphors, so. Could I could I use you as my own personal weapon? Because I am a little taller than you, and I think I could hoist you. You absolutely could not hoist me. Totally hoist you. I'm powerful. I think you're imagining me 15 years ago, and uh, things are different now. <laughs> To be fair, it's not that I imagine you 15 years ago. It's that I always imagine you approximately 36 inches high. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit taller than that. <laughs> Just a little bit. But yeah, this as soon as this wasn't about girlfriends hyping each other up, like I got a little bored with it because I'm just like, this isn't going anywhere. You guys are just going to bicker and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I am beginning, though, to warm to Chelsea and Sonia. Yeah. As yeah. a as a team, I warm to them more on Raw, but like I still not like excited about them. But I'm like, ah, they're kind of fun. Well, we're doing the work now, right? We're building yeah. them up as a team. So even if we don't love it, I'm pleased to see that happening. Yeah, they're up to no good. It's kind of fun. So after this segment, something very very exciting happens. <gasps> it did. Shinsuke Nakamura returns to face Madcap Moss. He's got his own ridiculous jumpsuit, not to be outshone by the ladies. <laughs> He's got a wizarding cape on, it looks like, when he comes out. I mean, like, it was wonderful. Were you excited? I was so excited. I fucking love Shinsuke. He is my favorite wrestling weirdo. Like, I just, yeah. I love how lanky he is. Like, he doesn't look like a wrestler at all. Like, he's just kind of like... It's kind of like this like tall skinny dude like wandered into wrestling and was like, "Oh, this could be fun." And then is just awesome at it. But it's like yeah. I love his music. I fucking love his music. I hope he never gets rid of his music. No, me his too. His jumpsuit, he looked like Venom. I was like, <laughs> "You're adorable." Also, I want to say like backstage, like when Shinsuke comes out and then they like cut backstage to Madcap and Emma. Yeah. And Emma's like Shinsuke doesn't compare to you. And I was like, you are absolutely right, Emma. Truer words. I mean, like, I feel like this is come on. This is a sword that cuts both ways because, like, on one hand, she really loves him. She does. She's like, baby, you're talented, you're handsome, you're amazing. Like, find you a person who loves you like Emma loves Madcap. Yeah. On the other hand, she is wrong about everything. also like okay emma remember when we were gonna have you wrestle jk not anymore you're just a prop that's been a real bummer for me too i feel like we're pivoting to this weird age of managers which also feels weird in an age of like great women's wrestling and there's nothing wrong inherently with being a manager it just feels regressive to me i i've always liked the manager role in wrestling i think because as a kid that was a big thing and so that's kind of how i started with it and i think it can be done really well like paul Heyman, not really a manager but still a manager like right he's fucking amazing so 
like I like it, but I do get scared that the women are just going to get shuttled into that. Like we've got Scarlett, not really a manager, but a manager. Yeah. Emma, not really a manager, but a manager. Well, if you want to like think of it as like the non-wrestling companion role, right? Yeah. And like I mean, I like Scarlett in her weird creepiness where and I mean, yeah. we have some Scarlett news coming up in just a minute, but like yes. I dig her in that role, but I also know that Emma is a really good wrestler. Yeah. So sad. We'll keep our eyes peeled. We'll put a yeah, maybe maybe this will be good for you know, dear dad this week like Dear dad, you're on notice cut the shit with the wrestling companions this isn't doctor who wrestling is good feminism not going so well for you please reevaluate. <laughs> but i i shook Rhea's hand i gave her a hug that counts i love her i mean he clearly does love her it's very he sweet he does love her so unsurprisingly you know madcap loses and of course he's a sore loser and he ends up in an arm bar but mm -hmm. i think far more exciting than anything that madcap does is that after this match we go backstage <laughs> to a creepy den of gothic debauchery where scarlet is reading her tarot cards and who does she have a tarot card for Ooh. shinsuke nakamura so when i saw this i had like completely forgotten about this bit like and <laughs> i was studio. so happy to see it I was like, oh my God, the tarot cards are back. Like, they're back. they've gotten even better now. Now we have a Shinsuke tarot card. Like, maybe, maybe this is all a big, um, like a build up to an, a, just an amazing, yes. like, Christmas time payoff where for the holidays, you can buy the WWE tarot card set. I mean, I would buy that so fucking fast. I'd waste so much money on it, too. Like, I could be had in terms of pricing we could do readings for each other on the podcast oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like um your future is looking very seth rollins but i think it's important <laughs> that you don't forget the baron corbin of your past and also take into account the shape of sammy zane's to come uh-oh austin theory card that means you're gonna oh. die but inverted Austin theory means you're going to be happy. Instead <laughs> uh, of like his dumb A down down pointing down, the inverted is he's pointing up and it looks like he's given like the British fuck you. I kind of love that. He'd be cooler, right? He would be cooler. Mm -hmm. Inverted Austin theory doesn't have that goddamn beard. No, the beard is invisible that way. Or maybe the beard <laughs> just slides down into his unfortunate chest hair at that point. <laughs> Really body really shaming is for girls oh i know i feel bad <laughs> but i don't feel that bad because it's a beard I don't feel bad it's it's under his control and we don't like him so yes. um i did <laughs> notice though that when carrie and cross came in and like punched the tarot card scarlet looked a little annoyed <laughs> like don't treat my tarot cards like that dude also why are you punching tarot cards she's like... starting to think he doesn't really understand how this works <laughs> It's not a voodoo doll, baby. It's say, a tarot like, card. That's not going to do anything to him. And you've <laughs> crinkled my cards, you son of a bitch. They're a just like addition. my horse. <laughs> Each deck of Scarlet's tarot cards comes with a tail hair from her dead horse. 
<laughs> it like binds the deck together. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Moving ahead. <laughs> Galloping <Great>. ahead. <laughs> um we're gonna move ahead. To galloping to... sounds, but I don't think it worked. I mean I, I heard what sounded like you playing a trash can drum. <laughs> that was absolutely not what was happening. So galloping <laughs> unsuccessful. <laughs> uh, not to beat a dead horse, but we're going to head to this main event, which features Matt Riddle and Solo Sokoa. So we find out, right? Like there's going to be a rematch. Yes. An Uso, KO, Sami yes, rematch. It's a historic announcement. Which is exciting. Mm -hmm. The most significant thing about this, I think, and I'm sure. Let's talk about it. Like, so Paul's doing his thing. The Usos are just like taunting, you know, with gestures. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, you know, like the Usos guarantee the win. So he's like addressing Sammy and KO. But then when he turns, he turns to Jay and to Jay and Jimmy and is like, because he's sick of you. Yep. He says uh, he guarantees that Sammy and Kaya will lose because Roman is losing patience with the two of you. Is that what he said? Exactly. That's okay. what he said. Yes. And I love that they just didn't notice. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're the best. Everybody loves us. That was so good. Like, I loved that moment so much. I was like, ooh, shit. I uh, I did one of my husband's favorite things that I do while we're watching something that interests me, where I yelled. <laughs> I, you know how KO sometimes just makes those weird animalistic shouts? Yes. Like, I'm watching wrestling and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, get, I mean, mine are a little daintier, but I get into it. <laughs> so. I mean, it's Roman's just gonna, like, all he's gonna have left is Solo. And I feel like at some point Solo is going to be done with him. So that's, I don't. Ooh. Ooh. What if Solo takes out Roman? Ooh. So I don't want to skip ahead too much because we've got another delicious installment of this content coming for Raw. You're but um, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Roman to like lose it on the Usos and abuse mm -hmm. them. And I feel like I am finally. I'm finally getting my prize. I'm just like, they're going to go. They're either going to get ejected from, right? Or they're going to quit. Like, what happens next? Do they mm -hmm. mend fences? KU and Sammy, and they become a super group? Can you imagine? I can dream. <laughs> I can dream. Dear Dad. Dear Dad, Grant sometimes us this a one man, wish. Sometimes a man doesn't have to choose between desires. I, of course, speak of Sami Zayn and his desire to maintain the friendships of past and the great loves of future. Yeah. In short, get Scarlett to do a reading for you because this shit is legit. <laughs> Who'd be on the lovers? Okay. <laughs> it's Scarlett and Carrion. I think um, they cards. Oh, that's true. We, we have to talk about one minor issue before we talk about anything else. Okay. I need Matt Riddle to find his old wrestling shorts. He has on. different shorts now, right? They're He's smaller. He's wearing the tiniest tiny pants. He used to wear like the booty shorts, which was I a great so. look for okay. him. I thought so. Okay. Now small. he's wearing these itty bitty shorts or 
like trunks. And I'm just like, I know you miss Randy. Okay. And I know you want to tribute him in this way, but I hate it. And I need you to stop. So I made this comment after his match on raw, but like, there's so many instances where they just have like the camera right on his crotch. Like when his, his legs are just spread. I'm just like, there's not much cloth there. Like I'm really waiting to see something horrible and I don't want to see it. And I'm scared. They're tiny. They're tiny pants. In the same way that I thought that Trish Stratus was dangerously close to a game of Hello Titty with the entire WrestleMania audience. I am deathly afraid that Matt Riddle is about to get fined by the FCC. Yeah. For a pop out. Yep. You don't want to be the wall. (laughs) You don't want to be Ted DiBiase Jr. with a testicle out on national television. My dude, you need bigger (laughs) pants. I mean, I don't think he does. Did we see that happen? So I did not see it happen, but I okay. saw a screenshot. And I think I, I, I think you probably should. I probably did because God knows if I had an image of that, you are the first person I would send it to, and I'm not being facetious at all. That's an honor, and I'm not being facetious either. I feel like a good third of the texts I send you are like, I know this is awful, but look, <laughs> it's like the true. equivalent of the smells so bad, smell it. Yeah. <laughs> oh god those tiny tiny shorts terrible i don't know how they don't roll that i don't know i have so many questions about how tiny shorts stay in place glue do you think they get glued i think it's time for a dress code and i think that's the substance of my letter this week (laughs) like you need to glue those things on him and then you need to order him some bigger pants or he needs to wear like like booty shorts like live or I guess also um, Becky's outfits, where they're just cheeks. It's just cheeks are yes. showing. It's well, like, he's got okay, some let's cheek showing. Let's do this. Let's just be cheeks because why not? He's let's got, everybody he's, cheek it up. He's definitely got some cheeks, and I mean Matt Riddle doesn't skip leg day, right? Like good for him. Proud of him. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But it's just keeps him looking shiny. Matt, hear my hear my plea, okay? I just. Dear Dad, can you please pass this note to Matt during study hall? Pull up your fucking pants. <laughs> so one thing I really enjoyed during this match was that commentary seemed to center about how Solo Sokoa was the reason the bloodline wins all the time. And I was like, we're just putting it out there, aren't we? Yeah, they were. They're just, just like, it. yeah, he's the best part. He wins. Like, and, he still uh, only lost one match, right? Yeah, yep, he's yeah. only lost to Cody so far. Yeah. And I I mean, I feel like this match proceeded very much how I thought it might. Like, you know, everybody gets involved and misbehaves. The ref throws yep. them all out for misbehaving. <laughs> and then the Usos are like, we're here again. Hello. <laughs> I know, it's like no big deal. They're just like, what's up? It's just like walking on in like, like they weren't ejected. And then Sammy and KO are like, um, if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for us. If they get to go, we get to go. And I feel like we see Kevin really finally being happy because they get to brawl. Mm-hmm. He loves he loves beating people up. He does. He's yeah. really good at it. You know, it's like when you you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. It's so true. Like he really has a call to violence, and I love that for him. <laughs> 
Um, unfortunately, you know, Matt Riddle does a very cool flip out of the ring and ultimately loses the match because the yeah. flip was not it. And Solo is not content to win. And for me, I think this is one of those spots that seem cooler in everyone's head than in reality because he sort of like puts him under the announce desk and flips it over on top of him so that KO and Sammy have to fish him out yeah, from it. It was a little I'm awkward. Like, He's he's just under a table. It's not. It's he's not, not dead. Deal. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad he's not dead, but you literally like it's like you covered it with newspaper. Yeah, it's not as catastrophic as you think it is, guys. It's not like a, a coffin match or something, and you just sealed him <laughs> in and started putting the dirt on top of him. Like he's Ugh. literally just under a table. We need another one of those. We haven't had a coffin match in a long time. No. Who do you think should have the coffin match? Austin Theory, so we can bury him alive. <laughs> I mean, could anyone bury him more thoroughly than John Cena did in that <laughs> it one would have promo to be before against WrestleMania? John Cena? Like, <laughs> the only way he gets more buried is by John Cena literally burying him. Cena just promos on him and Theory gets in the coffin and closes it on himself and you just hear whimpering and crying from inside <laughs> the coffin. And Cena's just kind of chuckling softly as he throws dirt on it. Like, they have a camera inside the coffin and he's getting his phone out of his tiny pants. He's like, Mom, <laughs> he did it again. I'm being bullied home. at work. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> but before I get there, could you like take the John Cena comforter off my bed? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so uh, that that was SmackDown. Do you have any final smacky thoughts before we move on? I don't. I'm just. Um, I was a little nervous at the, you know, the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania. Things were feeling a little weird. But I feel like there's a little more momentum here. So yeah. I'm, there's like new storylines developing, which is good. Yeah, it feels like we're continuing the things that matter. We're picking up some new threads. It's mm -hmm. it's good stuff. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I think this really intensifies on what I feel comfortable describing as one of my favorite raw opening segments of all time. Are yeah. you ready to get raw? Absolutely. I need you to be a little more enthusiastic. I've never been more ready for anything in my entire goddamn life. There you go. That's that's what I'm looking for. Let's do it. Let's get around. How about that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the Usos and Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman come on out. Yep. And unfortunately for our audience, I am back on my bullshit. Solo Sokoa <laughs> did not do the bloodline salute. I didn't notice. And he looks real over it. Ooh. Like he looked bored. I didn't pissed. notice. Wow. I wonder what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> Where were you when Solo Sokoa failed to give the bloodline? Probably looking at Jay. I don't know. No, that's like super fair. Cause like, yeah. He's a pretty distraction. He is very distracting. So uh, it looks like that the judgment day then pops up and they're ready for some heel on heel violence. I was like, this is a fun development. This is very interesting. This is so many things I like, but like remixed in a new way. Like yeah. instead of like vanilla and chocolate twist, it's like peanut butter and chocolate twist. And even better than vanilla and chocolate. Even better. Maybe right? not. I don't know. The original so twist good. is pretty good. But um First of all, I want to mention that Damian Priest looks so fancy. His jacket, though. 
his jacket was so snug it was so funny i was like damien like, how old is that jacket my friend damien did you wear this in your sister's wedding when you were like 17 and that was the only thing you had clean so you pulled it out and now you're like oh mistakes were made but he looked really good no he did i was just like was this your prom jacket <laughs> okay it might be what he wore in my fantasies to take me to prom would be so funny i so when i was like looking at this lineup i think damien could really fuck solo up yeah yeah i could buy that i mean he's the workhorse of the judgment day exactly and solo's the enforcer i could totally see them mm -hmm. thrown down and would, would love to so paul Heyman decides <laughs> that he has come out here tonight to blow our friggin' minds. Yep. Uh, Paul Heyman announces that he and Roman have been in talks and they have forged a short-term alliance with the Judgment Day. It, I feel like it took Paul a while to get to the fucking point when he was talking about this. I'm it like, is he does. saying what I think he's saying? Is he teasing us? Oh my gosh, he's, he's like, teasing us. What? So what makes this even better is that Jay is like, I find this a little sketchy, wise man. And Paul Heyman says that that's because Roman didn't want anyone to know, except for Solo. Yeah. So Solo knew that we were coming out here to make friends of the Judgment mm -hmm. Day, but Jimmy and Jay are totally in the dark. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. uh, Heyman urges them to put aside their differences in favor of good short-term villainy, and it's like my favorite thing ever. I wrote that down. I said yeah. it's a t-shirt slogan. I wrote it down, and next to it, I love this bullshit in all caps, and I mean exactly what I said. It's so it's wonderful. wonderful. I was just so delighted this whole thing. It's really, really delightful. So it seems like the goal here is that everyone is going to solve everyone's problems like solo is going to take care of bad bunny and then the bloodline also has problems but while this is all going on one of the funniest things i've ever seen happens <laughs> ria and solo are just staring each other down right amazing and Heyman pauses and is like jay can you switch with solo <laughs> Jay was so cute in that moment. He's like, come on, man, just switch back to That's so good. It was so good. And then Rhea just goes right after him again. Oh, it was amazing. I, oh my God. Like if they wrestle, oh my God. It's <laughs> gonna be the most exciting day of my life. Like I really, I want to see them fight so much. I do too. It'd be I so want to brutal. see Rhea fight everybody. <laughs> well, that's the truth, right? Like, who could you propose that you'd be like, I'm not really interested in see seeing Rhea fight them? Nobody. Yeah, it's just like, I want to see her fight everybody. Especially, like, I want to see her crush Austin Theory. That would be amazing. <laughs> but, like, oh, it'd just be so much fun. Include her in the stuff. I hate when they exclude her. I know. And I, I, I did like that she was just like, oh, I'm not going to be excluded. I'd really like to kick his ass right now. I wrote down, I'm so ready for Rhea to fuck up some dudes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Equality demands it. It's important. Yeah, seriously. Like the, 
it was funny because WWE's Instagram like posted that moment and it was like, is Rhea going to fight solo or something like this? And it was like, give the people what they want. Yeah. Like dad, your social media knows what we want. Listen to them. Like go find that 24 year old woman that you pay like $30,000 a year to run your Instagram (laughs) account and ask her what you should do because she knows. And then give her a huge fucking raise. Give her a big raise and like a day off. An extra and like day tell off, her to come on our fun. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some questions. Many. But I, this was like one of the greatest things because it was deeply funny. Yeah. But it was also like, are they going to fight? Are they just going to start throwing down? It was so good. It was so good. So we come out of this learning that, you know, Solo will take care of Bad Bunny and then... The Judgment Day is going to um, take care of these bloodline problems and everything is going to be great. We also learned that we're going to have a six-man match at Backlash. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a uh, match later tonight as well. So it's like yes. an abundance of riches coming it out is. of this segment. And to make, as a show of goodwill, Solo is also going to kill Rey Mysterio for Dominic. Yeah, I mean... We're just going to kill a bunch of birds with a bunch of stones. Absolutely. And most of the stones will be solo, but we don't need to talk about that right now. It's true. Just going to stick them in a catapult and launch them. (laughs) So this match is pretty great. I mean, it goes exactly how it proceeds how you think it will. Like, there's a lot of 619s. Everybody gets involved. Mm -hmm. LWO shows up. Solo rallies. I mean, it's just like crazy shit. There was a moment where... I think it was like right before a commercial break where like Ray is coming out and he kind of goes to someone in the crowd and like they give him a Mexican flag and it was like they kept cutting to Solo, you know, like trying to look men- looking menacing and like once Ray had the flag, Solo looked even madder. He's <laughs> like, hate flags. Like, <laughs> Nobody ever gave me a flag. He looks so pissed. Oh, that's wonderful. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit here. I mean, lots of good stuff happened, but we are Mm -hmm. just going to try to keep the uh, Judgment Day flow going. (laughs) And we're going to join them again backstage where Damian Priest has adopted his favorite topic, talking about how he's going to stop being Bad Bunny's friend. Yeah. Dude. Dude. The lady doth protest too much. But uh, as usual, Paul Heyman arrives to ruin everything and make everyone unhappy. And he asks Damian Priest if he's satisfied. And I like that we're acting as if Damian Priest is the cool-headed negotiator of the Judgment Day. Yeah, that says a lot. Like, and I get it because everyone else is kind of feral and or Dominic Mysterio, so. (laughs) No, seriously. And uh, we get one of my second favorite moments of the night. So Heyman asks Damian if he's satisfied. And Damian turns to Finn and asks if he's satisfied. And Finn goes, eh. It was so weird. It was so weird. What was that about, Finn? And at first, like, I was like, what did he say? Like, I thought he said something else, and I can't remember what I thought he said. But I was like, is, he's just saying, eh? Like, yeah. what's happening right now? <sighs> 
I also like that, you know, Haman kind of tries to threaten them. Like they could, they better do a good job or they're going to fall mm -hmm. into debt with a tribal chief and nobody cares. Nobody cares. They don't, they're like, not afraid whatever. of anybody. Like, you know, let's see if the Usos can do their stuff. Okay. Whatever. So they're like, don't threaten us with a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like wrestling this week did. It really threatened me with a good time. That's how it should be. So coming out of uh, this segment, you know, Rhea makes some murder eyes at Paul Heyman, sends him away. Heyman <laughs> immediately gets out Siri to call Roman Reigns to complain. <laughs> it's like when your mother calls you on her way back from Walmart because someone was rude to her in the parking lot. And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. And then we transition to something completely different. Uh, Cody Rhodes has come to the ring and he knows what he wants to talk about. Do you think he's growing out his hair or do you think he's just late on the bleach? I think he's late on the bleach. Okay. Because he doesn't he want late. me to be happy about that. <laughs> um, so Cody's what do you want to talk about is like the suave, acceptable version of LA Knights. Let me talk to you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah. It's like Clash and Trash. They're foils. I love that. I love that for them. Like he um, could be like Co D Rhodes. Yes. Yes. So good. <laughs> I, I want to talk about a couple signs that I noticed during this part. Okay. So there was one that said Brock Lesnar's moves are weak, which just made me laugh really hard. Because it's true. But there was also one that said something, something Cody Rhodes. Did you mm -hmm. see this one? I didn't. I didn't see either of those. Okay. So have you, do you know what that refers to? I've seen that, a variation on that for a very long time now. The something, something, whatever. Yeah. What, what's it from? So there is a video of the Dark Order in AEW, which is just a stable in AEW. And I don't know if it's like super old or more recently. I have no idea when it was filmed. But they're all backstage and one of the dudes like comes up to whatever they're filming with and they're basically just doing cody's music and he's like there's more than one royal family in wrestling <laughs> and then they all start singing the music and they do like you know adrenaline in my soul something something cody rose <laughs> and it gets That's me amazing. every time um Enough so that I've been following my poor husband around the house for days, just <laughs> shouting something, something Cody Rhodes in his face. We're close to divorce. Close. <laughs> I might need a place to stay in a few weeks. We have a ridiculous couch <laughs> you can stay on. Yes. So, uh, you know, Adam Pierce is not sympathetic to Cody's problems. No. Did you believe Cody when he said he respected Adam Pierce and he was going to leave? Um... Does anybody respect Adam Pierce? Like, it no. doesn't seem that no. way to me. Um, no management is the worst. No. I was going to mention this earlier. So, like, at one point when Cody was talking to Kayla, no, uh, Kathy, Kathy backstage, he sounded like a politician. It was really weird. Like, the he way did. he, like, delivered this message. And I was like, is something happening with Cody's persona? Is he slowly morphing into something else? Like the way this all went down felt very unfacy to me it feels like cody is becoming a little unhinged and i feel yeah. like that might ultimately be a good thing for cody like maybe that's how we get from the cody road that has doubts about cody Rhodes to the cody Rhodes who is convicted that he could destroy brock lesnar at backlash i mean that's great if that's what it takes because i would love for him to destroy brock lesnar 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Bork did not really <laughs> want to directly get into it with Cody. No, on he Monday. just kind of hovered. He came out and he was dressed like the gunslinger. It was from ridiculous. Stephen King. Um, and <laughs> when that happened, Adam Pierce kind of panics and he makes yeah. a match for backlash. Yeah, it was. Don't do this, Cody. Mm-hmm. And it's Better like, this is gross because everybody's so afraid of Brock Lesnar. So they're like, well, we're just going to fuck up Cody. Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh, okay, Felt let's very throw unfair. security dudes at Cody. I mean, I guess the other side of that is like, you know, all those security dudes are actually just like local indie wrestlers and Cody's <laughs> a job creator. He is. That's true. <laughs> so there's part of this where um, a bunch of things that I really enjoy happen all at once. Um, Cody gets trapped in a shirt again. I missed it. Second Shit. time. So he's like, he's got this top on and it ends up like around his knees. Because he's like ripping it off. Oh, because he like, tore it. Yeah. And so he's like stuck in his shirt. And I was just like, Cody, this is why you're so <laughs> relatable. This is it. Uh, bless and him. then he he harnesses the voice of this podcast to call Brock out for his stupid hat. Yes. And criticize his faux cowboy lifestyle. I loved that so much. It's pretty great. I want to be a cowboy. Like, I never thought I would say, like, sorry, can't hang out tonight because my friend and I are going to talk about how Cody Rhodes knows a lot about cowboys and Brock Lesnar isn't one, but I'm so glad we're here. <laughs> I am just so curious. How did he grow up around cowboys? That's a great question, isn't it? I would like to hear that story, Cody Rhodes. Cody had some questionable babysitters as a child. Apparently. <laughs> So yeah, Brock takes off because he's not going to be questioned on his nope. very cool hat and his very real cowboy lifestyle. Um, is this making you excited for Cody versus Brock? Are you no. feeling it? <laughs> I'm excited I, for Cody. I want Cody to destroy Brock Lesnar, but yeah. I'm wondering how many big matches they're going to put Cody in where he just loses until they finally let him like have something. Yeah, I... I mean, I want him to defeat Brock Lesnar, but it's always hard to believe that anyone will defeat Brock Lesnar. And especially when Vince is at the table, it's harder to believe. Because he always wins. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I totally mm -hmm. agree. So, you know, this is a developing story that we will obviously stay on top of. <laughs> like the good journalists we are. Like the good journalists that we are. And... Then we're going to move ahead a little bit to another story that we are determinedly following. <laughs> We've got uh, Little League parents, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, once again backstage with their son, Matt Riddle. So great. Like, again, this dynamic is ridiculous. I This is where we kind of see um, Matt bringing his serious side. Yeah, he, he brings his game face. Like... So when he said the Tobro, <laughs> when he said the Tobro, I thought he was being serious because that does sound like something, but I think he should call it the hot dog log. I want you to think that through. <laughs> I refuse. I just. Hot dog log. <laughs> it's like the most disgusting thing you've ever said to me. And we recently talked about 
an erotic novel centered around retelling Shrek. So <sighs> I, that's a real thing that exists, isn't it? That's a real thing that exists. And you know what? Kudos to the lady who wrote it and to everyone who loves it. Get your own girl, whatever you like. But yeah, I'm just seriously. saying we've talked about some upsetting things and hot dog <laughs> log is like. It could just be like where you keep track of all the hot dogs you eat. That's true. I thought, yeah, I wasn't as creative as you. Do you know if I wanted to resign from our friendship where I would send the letter? To dad. Send it to dad. Like I don't <laughs> like Jillian anymore. She hurts my feelings and she always says hot dog things. I'm sure the message will get to me eventually. <laughs> It'll come with your cease and desist letter. He'll just tuck it in. That'd be so uh... sad. So yeah, like, and it was really cute because, you know, in the beginning, Sammy is like, look, we should just listen to him. Hear him out, Kevin. Don't be a grouch. And then at the end, Kaya was like, you should have listened to him. That's great. I know. I know. So cute. Because, <laughs> yeah, Matt Riddle is like, also, I love that Matt Riddle was basically like, he took Randy from me. I know. Talking about Solo. And I was like, oh, that would hurt my feelings, too. They were besties. They were besties. I feel like Randy's never coming back. I think Randy's just like, I don't want to. He's been gone for like six years. I feel like he's just never coming back. He's probably just living his best life. I mean, he's got a mess of kids and, you know. Yeah, doing weird dances. Doing what he's got to do. Um, so up next, it's a really great segment because it involves your very favorite wrestler of all time. Austin Theory takes on Bobby Lashley in a wait. Didn't we already see this match? Yep. Eight. So he's biting again. So like biting now is his thing now. Yeah, it's part of his repertoire. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a moment where I had visceral a visceral reaction like of disgust mm -hmm. when uh he's like leaning. I don't know. I don't know what Bobby had happened to Bobby, but he's like leaning over the ropes and yelling. And this just like saliva just like pours out of his mouth. Oh, I didn't notice. I was I'm so happy. So grossed out. Like slobber, beard, like his whole everything. Like his pose where at the beginning when he's coming out, he puts those two fingers up. I don't get what that's supposed to be, where he like raises them above his head. Are, is it supposed to be finger guns? Do you know what I like, think it's supposed to be? It's like when you get on the airplane and the stewardess has to go through all of the safety <laughs> stuff and like she puts her fingers up and then down to the side to indicate exit rows. He's like, if you want to get out, get out now. This is where you're to go. Like it's if you're so stupid. If you're sick of me, look for your nearest exit. It may be located behind you. It'd be like he would turn around and there'd just be like a tumbleweed. Everybody had left. <laughs> Papers settling. Did you notice that someone had a sign that said, we don't care during this match? I didn't, but so lovely. The level of booing he got was definitely not heat booing. It was, we fucking hate you booing. I feel like it's so, okay, it's frustrating to me for a couple of reasons. The first of all, like Bobby Lashley comes out and people are excited to see Bobby Lashley, right? Like they're doing yeah. this little arm pump to his music. People yeah. are psyched. Yeah. Which is good it's because like I feel like for a while people were not psyched to see Bobby Lashley. But I feel like Bobby Lashley keeps climbing back up the mountain, making people like him. Yeah. And then dad is like, 
Boy, it'd be a shame if somebody just made Bobby Lashley suck, wouldn't it? Hmm. I mean, they're, I they're just it. doing this so then Bronson Reed can, like, build his thing up. Yes. And, like, like, I know, okay. like, we didn't talk about last week, but the match that Bronson Reed had with Bobby Lashley, I found slow and boring. Yes. I'm waiting to be wowed by this guy. Yeah, I'm not. They're just, it's a big, he's a big guy, right? They love to see big guys, big meaty men slapping meat. Big meaty men slapping meat. Like, I don't know. Like, we, there's a lot of big dudes in WWE, and I find the Viking Raiders far more compelling as big dudes wrestling or Otis as a big dude wrestling. Like, yes. they're more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like you, the Viking Raiders are athletic and fun to watch. Otis yep. is hilarious. Yep. Like, yeah, that's. I agree with you 100%. Bronson Reed's whole persona is just, like, grumpy. Which we've got like, lots of grumps. I'm an angry wrestler. It's like, okay, let's find you something else to do. I'm angry that I chose an unflattering one piece. <laughs> Very angry. It's bathing suit season. I'm always yeah. ready to go in the pool. I get that. I was also a little frustrated with this match because it's like, let me get this straight. You're using the United States champion in a throwaway match to set up this other feud. So, like, are we just back to acknowledging that this dude has literally no purpose? Well, and now they're just devaluing the championship all over again, right? For before, yes! Bella, it was Bella, and like everybody wanted to take her to prom, and now it's just like, who the fuck's that girl? Get out of here. Nobody cares. What's, what's the girl that Anna Kendrick plays in Twilight? um jessica no she's every, she, yeah she, jessica? yes jessica yeah. and the title is jessica now like nobody wants to take jessica to prom yeah. the nobody story's cares. dead angela <laughs> <laughs> it is not la push <laughs> so aggressive eric and that so, was our requisite our required uh twilight reference you always have to have a little twilight. If you're not seasoning it with a little twilight, you're not enjoying it. If you can't share twilight with your wrestling girlfriends, who can you share twilight with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. I bet Charlie Swan puts on the WWE once in a while. Oh, probably. Cracks a when beer. When baseball's a... not on, you know, he's like, well, I guess right? I'll watch this. Like, there's no sports and none of his friends are around to go fishing with. So he, like, goes down to the grocery store and gets a sub from the deli at a six-pack. And he comes home and he watches Raw. That sounds really nice. Oh, my God. I'd totally make an at-home date of it with Charlie that way. Grocery store subs are not bad in a pinch. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that's his choice versus a fancy sub shop. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) So after this debacle, um, we're going to do some talking. Trish Stratus explains she has retired from lumberjacking yeah she is now a evil goth cowgirl yeah she's like a sexy old west sheriff i was very much concerned that those super high heels were gonna step on her sweater and she was gonna die at one point i think she did step on i think her she little did. jacket and i was like oh trish please be careful however i enjoyed her I always monologue. enjoy her. So she's I a thought great she heel. did. Yeah, I I wrote that down. I wrote she's a great heel. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does because, like I said many times before, I didn't see her back in the day. Well, and I I feel like 
you know, you've got a whole generation of wrestling fans who didn't. Yep. And it's been a long time and she's been sort of like wrestling sweetheart for a while. So you forget mm-hmm. that Trish Stratus has her origins as a shitty, shitty heel. Uh, that's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the more she talked, the more Canadian she became? Oh my gosh. It was bad at the end. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but it's about getting my credit as the instigator of the women's revolution, you know? I'm trying to save up for a Zamboni. I mean, it was, I was just like, it was so cute because I was like, wow, she doesn't really sound very Canadian. And then it just like got stronger and stronger at the end. I cute. have a theory that the more time they spend around each other, the worse they get. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, other Canadians are bringing it out in her. I thought Becky was going to come out during this, but Mm -hmm. my spouse said that Becky might have hurt herself. Yeah. I read an article that said she has like a minor injury. Like it's not a super big deal, but she needs to rest it. So, okay. So do you think that's why they did this whole thing? I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see, like, is Trish going to feud with Becky? Is Lita going to come back and they're going to feud? Like, what's going to happen? I'm so curious. I know. Lita's in a local medical facility. I hope she's okay. They dumped her at the emergency vet. It was unconscionable. They pushed her out of the car and kept driving. Like a gunshot victim in a gangland homicide. <laughs> it was awful. She OD'd. <laughs> shove her out. Oh, God. so yeah i'm very curious to see what comes of all this me too are you amenable to moving on to another moment in women's wrestling hell yes i am in which chelsea green and sonia deville take on candice LeRae and meechin as liv morgan and raquel rodriguez watch from ringside so did you notice that sonia and chelsea have now begun coordinating their outfits I love that for them. They're really becoming a duo. I really like Chelsea's outfit in black. I think it's really cool. Like, I do think she looks like she's at her bachelorette party every time I see her. But I love that look for her. And I Mm -hmm. like that, like, Sonia has her Matrix thing a little, Mm -hmm. like, harder, a little darker, you know. Yeah. It's good for them. I think they're a good match. Uh, This is the match that I was saying, like, I kind of felt like I was starting to warm to them a little bit because they were like... I don't know. I just see them as becoming more of a unit. It's fun. Absolutely. Like, I'll be upfront with you. I did not want them to win because I love Candace and Meechan. Yeah, me too. But they're gelling and I want to give them a chance. So I I actually, I was, as I was taking notes, I said, Candace and Meechan should win it if we're going by talent. But mm-hmm. this is wrestling. <laughs> they don't always this go by wrestling. talent. It's so true. It's true and disappointing. But something interesting did happen during this match. You know, we had been talking about how Nikki Cross had been looking for (laughs) friends and she was lonely and always lurking. And then she kind of disappeared. Well, she's back. Yeah, it's like they forgot about it. And then Nikki Mm -hmm. was like, so can can I be back in wrestling again, guys? Or there she was. Slightly distracting Candice. Yeah, Candice is too caught up in this. Yeah. I wondered if they sidelined that for a little while because they had that whole thing going on with um, Stand and Deliver for NXT. Oh, yeah, probably. That makes sense. Where, like, Candice and Baby Wrestling were very involved in Johnny's match, and then mm-hmm. they were all involved in Indy Hartwell's match. So if it was, like, this whole thing where they, like, kind of, like, let's not confuse it. 
Did you finally get to watch that Johnny Gargano match? I did. It was great. It was amazing. Uh, Candace really wailed on Grayson Waller, and uh, I'm sorry for his back. <laughs> it looked so bad. He's not my fave, but nobody deserves that. Woo! That was a great match. Yeah. It, it was, was so fun to see Johnny Gargano, good. like, being kind of, not evil, but just, like, angry and, like, kind of scary. Because he's never scary. Yeah. He's always kind of like, fun Johnny. So. Well, I feel like in NXT, we got more of that from him. Like, the super intense, super, like, yeah. in it all the way Johnny. And I like that for him. I do, too. Yeah, it was a good pay-per-view. Anything else about uh, this lady showdown? Well, so then, okay, so uh, Sony and Chelsea win, which means they now have a championship match against Raquel and Liv this coming yep. Friday, right? They're going to shoot their shot. So do you think they're going to win? No, I don't. But no, maybe they, they can go back and forth either. a little bit, you know? Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't either. So a little bit later in the show, we come to our main event. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And this is this is extremely exciting because we have the Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. And uh, just tell me your thoughts. Tell me how you feel. Um. I I was excited for this match because I don't mm-hmm. this isn't like a uh I mean obviously not with Matt but like we don't see Sammy and KO interact much with like anyone besides the bloodline lately so yeah it's fun to see them interact with Judgment Day because that's like other favorite faction yeah um so I knew it was going to be a really good match right because everybody involved is like really good it was very it felt like a very active match to me like mm-hmm. stuff was happening all the time Rhea clothesline the shit out of KO I love and he sold it so aggressively oh it was like, amazing bless um I do have a question for you though oh my gosh ask me so this was inspired at one point KO did like the suck it gesture to I don't know whoever else was standing outside the ring at the time. I can't remember. Yes. What would your wrestling taunt be? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's such a good question. Have you thought about this? Do you have an answer so that I can think about mine? Will you tell me yours? I, when I wrote the question down, I sat thinking about it just like for a few minutes. And I think I'm just too sweet to have a taunt. <laughs> Um, yes, you are sugar and spice and everything nice. I agree. Very sweet. I, I couldn't think of one. I think over time I could think of one, but not like really quick on the fly when I was tired. I like to imagine I would like turn saucily and like do a little butt smack, like kiss my ass sort of thing. Yeah. But let's face it, I'm very clumsy and not very agile at all. So that would probably look real stupid if I did it. And I also have a deep passion for giving my friends the finger, so I'd probably just give everyone the finger. <laughs> I was Stone just Cold thinking style. that too. It's like I'd probably just flip people the bird, just straight, just fuck you. <laughs> you know what though? I'd work really hard. You know how dudes often, when they flip the bird, their th- I can't even do it. Like their <sighs> thumbs are out. I hate that so. Much. I think I'd work on the thummy bird. 
I don't like the thummy bird. I it hurts my hand. Like uh, this is so stupid. I'm sitting here right now, listeners, showing her my stupid middle fingers, and it hurts my <laughs> thumbs to do the thummy bird. Does it really? It Aww. does. Well, that's so sad. So I guess it's not in my. But I I think I'd probably just go, go classic Stone Cold and flip everybody off. I feel like that's a good way to go. I think so too. And I mean, we'll probably be a tag team, so we can both do it. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. We could like cross arms somehow, <laughs> flip people off together. Oh my God. What if like the tips of our middle fingers like touched <laughs> when we did it? Like, <laughs> and when we did that, the fireworks went off. <laughs> this has been the stupidest segment of Wrestling is for Girls of all time. Don't it was worry. a high bar. We can do better. We can. And by better, I mean worse. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That made me so happy. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. You know what else made me really happy? What? During this match, after Rhea takes Kevin Owens out with a clothesline, mm-hmm. he gets his vengeance by throwing a t-shirt at her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what did he just throw at her? <laughs> so bitchy. So petty. <laughs> just like grabbed the nearest thing. Like, hate you. This was, uh, there were a lot of great moments. There was also this great little exchange between KO and Sammy where, you know, it was going to be Sammy and Dominic. And then Dominic, of course, chickens out and tags in Damian Priest. And KO just like gives <laughs> Sammy this little look and silently demands to be tagged in. And I was like, yes, this is It was excellent. so cute. I loved that part. Like, okay, let me do this. Let me take care of business. It was so cute. Don't worry. I got this. And that might have been after that might have been the suck it thing. It might have been he like knocked Damien down and it was great. I do think it's wonderful that we're in this glorious age of wrestling where so many current wrestlers grew up watching DX that like yes. they can't stop. Like Rhea does it, KO does it, Montez Ford does it. <laughs> they all do it. And I mean I feel like if I were a wrestler right now, I'd probably do it once in a while too. I'm not gonna lie. Dear Dad, is it weird to see everybody doing your move? <laughs> Or do you love it? I mean, I probably loves it, right? Probably loves it. So, in the end, um, despite everybody trying, Rhea tries to get involved. Things go crazy. She gets ejected. I um, think it's so funny when people get ejected. I love it. I love it's, it. It's hilarious to me. And I love the outrage where it's yes. like, yeah, I've been screwing around and messing this up for like 20 minutes. How dare you, my the good outrage, sir? It's, it's always total outrage. I love it yes. so much. Like, Who could have predicted this outcome? So amazing. But um, the Judgment Day does not get the job done. No, they don't. KO and friends win. And uh, the Usos are very angry they come out to murder everybody lwo comes out and i think in the end you could say heroes come out on top after a truly epic brawl i think so it it reminded me i was like this is like a battle royal now yes i am dreaming and hoping that dad and hbk are cooking up some insane high concept match i would love that it'd be great i would die we need something fun Dear dad, if you are listening, I will stop asking for things and or money for at least two weeks if you make this happen for me. You literally just spoke out the words that were in my head. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, I was thinking for at least two weeks. 
I would love well, it. Like make stupid ass rules. I don't know. Build yes. a moat. Build a moat around the ring. Put some There's fucking crocodiles in it or whatever. <laughs> like Kayaks. you've got to like go across one of those like monkey bars <laughs> things that kids swing across. And then you've got to climb a spiral staircase, except the steps are lava. Like, there's a slide you have to go down. And then you've like, you've got to fight like a bunch of legends, like the Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And after like, there's just all these steps. It's like, it's like a mashup between like Double Dare and American Gladiators and WWE yes. wrestling. Like you've got to dig around in a giant sculpture of a nose and pull out a key to open a cage to let your partner out. You win some British Knight shoes at the end. Yes. But they're LA Knight shoes. Knights. <laughs> We're so in sync. Ever since we put our middle fingertips together, it's insane. The connection was formed. Let the circle be unbroken. The Wonder Twins' powers activated. <laughs> I hope you're right. I would love it. I would love, I don't know. Like, this is kind of what I talked about earlier is like this sort of mm -hmm. triangle of, um, you know, excellence is the only word coming to my head, but that's not the right word. So it's like, what's this going to be? Mm -hmm. I am thrilled to see what, like, I almost think it can't disappoint me, but I'm going to knock on wood because I don't want to curse myself. I feel like there's no way judgment day doesn't turn on bloodline. Oh my gosh, they're not meant to work together. It's already clear they don't like or respect each other. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, shenanigans. Like, this will probably come... I feel like this might be a SummerSlam yes. build-up starting to form that we cannot afford to go see because tickets are like $700 a piece for so, like not good seats. I got the pre-sale code and i was like i'm just gonna look just for shits and giggles uh-huh and shitty floor seats for three and four thousand dollars yeah and it's like that's that gets you like i don't know like an extra couple of baubles like it's not like yes. you don't get to do like i don't know what what there would be but it's not like you get to hang out with a wrestler all day like no it's, it's so like much you money get, you get like a container of popcorn, a laminated Austin Theory bookmark, <laughs> and they'll open the door to the backstage area and you can look in and look if somebody's coming through, you can wave to them. That's like, what you get for three grand. Who can afford this shit? I Actually, there was a sign that I saw on Raw. Some woman was holding up a sign that said, I wish I was green shirt guy. <laughs> and I was like, me too, lady. I wish I could Same have his days. money. Do you remember the guy who was like, the rent is too damn high? No. Well, the ticket prices are too damn high. Fucking crazy. They're crazy. Like, my dream of seeing a pay-per-view is not going to happen because it's thousands of dollars. I think my dream of marrying an extremely sick old man with no children has to happen before I can live my dream of seeing a pay-per-view. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for any sick old man that's rich yeah. for you. So yeah, I'll keep you posted. Dear dad, if you know any sick old rich dying men, well, actually he knows one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing to go that far, but you're not. Well, wait, Vince, who are we talking about? Vince is a Vince is too far. Vince is too far. That's fair. I respect if it that. was, if it was Ric Flair, I could do it, but I can't do it for Vince. I don't know that I can do 
Do you want to go to SummerSlam or not? <laughs> I guess so. Plus, you know, Ric Flair has brought me joy over the years. Vince That's true. Really has. That's true. Well, uh, coming out of this action-packed main event, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share before we call it a day? I'm excited to see where this goes. I am nervous about Matt Riddle's trunks. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the temperature of the room right now, for sure. Yep. Yep. Fear and be excitement. a constant worry. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, thank you for hanging out with us again this week during Wrestling is for Girls. We hope you will join us again next week on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also find our episodes on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. If you want to stop by and say hi on Twitter, you will find us at WIFGirlsPod. So have a great week. And remember, if you put your middle fingers together with your best friend, there's truly nothing you can't accomplish. <laughs> <laughs>